0: Welcome back to another episode failure <laughs> what's up everybody this is the episode I'm going to be honest we're going to be zooted um but that's not going to be the main point of the episode first we're going to talk about something in the um, comedy scene around where I live and kind of you know give a look, give my side of the story I guess you could say and also um the main the main portion of the episode we're going to be uh we're going to be doing a couple of tier lists um, I have a couple that I already wanted to do. I've had one that I've wanted to do for a year, and I've had it bookmarked on here for so long. So I'm finally so excited to actually do it. I've been waiting a year just so I could do this on the podcast and not just do it in my spare time for so long. So I am actually pretty excited to do that. Also, today is going to be the first um, first uh, time we have a new segment. Not the first time we have a new segment, first time we're having this segment um where we can it's we're gonna call it mini spotlight so it's gonna be our mini spotlight of the episode and basically what what we're gonna do here is it's kind of like an it's gonna be an ad it's gonna be um like a sponsorship except we're not sponsored this is solely me doing this because i want to do it basically i'm only gonna have uh like for this part of the segment, this is not gonna include like ads in the future and we're not gonna do this segment and an ad in the same episode to keep the episodes real genuine and uh raw. We're gonna do a, we're gonna do a segment like this um probably every other episode. And you know, depending on how many we get, you could be hearing the same one a lot. But basically, it's like a sponsorship, except there's no um like necessarily like nothing beneficial in it for me, except I just wanna do it. And we're going to do it for businesses, musicians, Um, I'm blanking on anything else, but like basically anything like that. Maybe you're an influencer. Maybe you have a podcast. Maybe you're a comedian. Um, If you're a rapper, you want me to promote your next song or new album or maybe a concert. Uh, You own a business and you want me to kind of promote it. And that's what our first one's going to be here. So the first business and our mini spotlight of the episode is going to be beehive a sticker co now um i will say this is this is gonna tell you how small the company is um when i asked for the website um she gave me a google doc and um at first i was like oh this isn't put together at all and as i started scrolling through this google doc i realized how intricate and how um how professional this actually looks um so, yeah, Beehive Sticker Co. is a company that is going to... Um, well, it's going to make stickers for you. And uh, you're going to, you know, either there's custom ones. You can get one of, like, maybe, like, a picture of you, maybe one of you and your girlfriend, maybe a loved one. Um, and you can have it customized to have detail. Um, detail is going to be a little more expensive, um no detail on it, and it kind of just like a blank, blank face, just like kind of like body features is going to be a little cheaper, um, you can do your car, and, um, maybe you're not, maybe you're not creative enough, maybe you're not innovative enough, and you don't know what to get necessarily, and you just want to see what kind of stickers they have, um, they also have several different ones for different kind of motors, different, um, Different alliances, different organizations, like, for here you can get some feminism stickers. Looks like they're buy two, get one free. Um, you've got some different type of stickers, just for different lifestyles, different, um, just different, like, kind of things that you uh, kind of believe in. A couple of religious ones, a couple of just funny ones. Looks like maybe some TV shows, some Zodiac signs. Um yeah, basically just anything anything you want in a sticker almost almost anything you can get. And the prices are fairly cheap. Um looks like the most expensive one I'm seeing. I could be blanking, so don't yell at me. is like eight bucks. Eight bucks for a really cool sticker. That's that's fair. That's definitely acceptable. Um okay, here's you can spend up to eleven fifty, it looks like. But that's like a more detailed one. So yeah, go get these stickers. Um, let me let me read up a little more information on it. Um, shipping should be in a week. Um, contact information is on the website. I will put the website link or the Google Doc link, I should say, in the um, in the description of this episode. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, good stickers. Um, they're good quality as well. Quick shipping. Um, looks like they got they're pretty open with customer service. So yeah, um, go check this out. You know you might find a stick you like. Maybe you kind of um, see like the templates on here and think of something you might want, just like of uh, something that you care about. And go ahead and hit it up. So yeah, Beehive Sticker Co. I am going to put the Google Doc in the in the. Description of this episode. So go check that out after this episode. You can do it while you're watching the episode. Order some stickers while you're listening to me. Make some tier lists later. Absolutely. So go check it out. And that is going to be our mini spotlight of the week. If you're interested of being the spotlight for the next episode, um, just hit me up Instagram at chase crawling comedy. Um, you can even do it on Snapchat if you want. You know. Um, some of you have me on Snapchat, and if you do not have me on Snapchat, that is just simply Chase ChaseTheCMC, um, you'll be able to add me on there, um, Instagram is probably the best way and most quick and reliable, uh, because if I don't know you, I might not add you on Snapchat, so Instagram is the main way, um, yeah, so yeah, if you want to be the mini spotlight, go ahead and hit me up, you'll get a shout out just like you heard now from our first one. And if we don't get any if we don't get any submissions for our next mini spotlight by the time I record the next episode, you're just gonna hear the same thing again. We're gonna talk about Beehive Sticker Company for the next two years, if you don't hit me up. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and let me know when you can, and I will see you guys in the main part of our episode. Have a good one. Hi. I really like that sound, you know. The sound that plays between segments, you know, the na 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 I love it, bro. Also, this episode is going to be what you would call a four two zero special. It's the first one I have done while um, baconed, if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is gonna be a train wreck. It's gonna be a beautiful train wreck. Okay, so um, the whole point of this is to make some tier lists and uh. I've got a website. Now, the first one we're going to do is the one I've always wanted to do, and it is the, uh, and it's the, um, I am blanking right now. Fast and Furious franchise. Um, I'm actually scrolling through some more right now just to get a couple ready, and I am finding some heat. Um, after that, we're going to do the Call of Duty games put those in a tier list. I'm gonna keep like repeating what I'm saying too, since y'all can't actually see the tier list we're doing. So, that's gonna help us out. I figured I'd do something like this, um, where I'm actually doing something during the podcast to help it kind of flow a little bit better, you know? Um, ooh, let's do NFL team logos. And then I've got one more in mind for... Wait, can we like... Okay. I don't know how to like... Open something else up in a new page. I really need to figure that out because that will help a lot with stuff like this. Um, I just have to go back to the website every single time I find one that I like. Because uh, it doesn't make a new page every time you click on a separate two list. Okay, okay. Come on, come on. Yeah, the last one we're gonna do is Marvel. Ooh, we might do a, a wonder for the Boys. That could be interesting. MCU. Uh, up to No Way Home. Let's do that one. Dude, that is going to be so many. Okay, yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a good one to end on. Well, we might end on it. Depends on how long this episode goes. You know, it's a it's a wild guess. All right, so the Fast and Furious movies. Let's just do these in the order of the actual movies. Where is? Let's see. It's unorganized. Um, Fast and the Fast and the Furious is the name of the first movie. This movie is an absolute classic. Okay, it is beautiful. It's get it gets the A tier, no doubt um, it's, it's an amazing movie, I don't know how you can't like it, man, so, I mean, I can understand, I guess, if you're not, like, a car person, but, like, it's such a good street racing movie, but it also has, like, the, well, it's not even really a street racing movie, honestly, the only one that is out of these movies is Tokyo Drift, and, like, this one, it was, like, a fun, like, little undercover cop infiltrates the, um, the crew that stays together and then finds out that they're actually really good people, you know, it's a really fun story, Paul Walker, rest in peace, is an amazing actor. Um, Vin Diesel, you know, is Vin Diesel. Um, You know how that is, no matter what Vin Diesel movie you've seen. And, you know, it's just great, you know? And then um, the next one would be Too Fast or Too Furious. My opinion sways on this every day, but I'm putting it at C tier right now. Look, I enjoy this movie. Tyrese and Paul Walker are a fun combination I didn't know I needed. And Eva Mendes does her part as well. ludicrous is ludicrous um but this movie was so corny and so random. like you can watch this movie and um have watched every other fast and furious movie. if you don't know the titles of them, you wouldn't know this is a fast and furious movie, hardly you would think it's just like a goofy like spin off like trying to copy what the original did, and it um. I mean, it, it kind of hints at what happened in the first movie, but never really builds off of it. It's kind of a little bit random, a little bit jumbled up, but it's still not a bad movie. It's not worse than a C tier. Um, and then we have Tokyo Drift. This is going to go right in the middle of these two and put it at B tier. So we had Fast first one at A, two at C, and Tokyo Drift is now at B. The reason I have this at B. I love this movie. There's been times where this is my favorite Fast and Furious movie. No doubt. No question. But... It is so hard to watch this movie and make my brain believe that Lucas Black is a high schooler. Come on. The dude looks 40 years old in this movie playing a high schooler. It doesn't work. It's hard. It's hard to like, kind of engage yourself when, when they have these movies where high schoolers are being played by, you know, middle-aged men. It feels wrong. It feels weird. That's my only complaint about this movie. It is kind of a huge one, though. That's why it gets bumped down to B tier. But if there, was, if that wasn't an issue, this movie would be A or S. You know, it's got an iconic soundtrack. So many good songs from there that are still used in mainstream today. You know, the Tokyo Drift song is of course a meme. Um, and then you've got the My Life Be Like, ooh, ah, that that song's always been a meme as well, and is, you know, used, used for several different reasons. There's been a lot of uses for it, so that's, you know, it's kind of it's iconic. It's an iconic movie. You can't put it lower than B. And let's see, four. Uh, ooh, I don't know what to put for, man. Simply titled Fast and Furious. They finally get back to Vin Diesel, finally get back to the main story. And uh I really like it. I do. It's going in B tier, man. It's going in B tier. This movie's this movie is probably the most underrated. This is where you can really feel the theme switch between focus on cars to focus on action. And it's you know, it's a different twist. You know, it's pretty it's pretty crazy how um like like it doesn't feel like that switch is just like is just, you know, rapid, but it really is like movie time. Like if you watch these just back to back to back, um you can tell like how rapid that switch is from street racing to car action. And it uh it doesn't affect the movie at all. It doesn't even like hard, like people don't even really feel that change in this movie because it was like what 8 7 years after the original which was the last time you saw Vin Diesel? You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of a weird switch, you know? And I can't blame people for uh for not really noticing that. It's a good movie, it has a decent villain. I am dropping it to C tier though. I don't know, something doesn't feel right about putting it in B tier. Fast five though. S tier. Fast five is the best movie out of this franchise got insane action. You still got some of that street racing you love. You've got a great villain. Every every um, cast member, excluding um, uh, most of them from Tokyo Drift, come back like come together to form a team, and it's it's awesome. It's just a really fun watch. Um, you can even watch it if you haven't watched one through four. That's another good thing about these movies is you never feel like completely left out of what's going on if you don't, if you miss a movie, and it's, it's a great watch, it's a great watch, it's fun, um, I will, there will never be a time where I don't watch it, period, Fast and Furious 6 picked up what left off, you know, another great villain, another great story, um, oh yeah, Fast Five also introduced The Rock, so, you know, um, and then Fast Six, you know, it does a lot, That it it's pretty good, kind of, Switches it over to like you know spy and like mili- military government agent type thing. and it works. It works good. It switches the kind of how movies are gonna progress um, from there on out. and it does a good job at it. It's not as good as five, but it's but it's good. it's good. Let's see next we have Furious seven s tier s tier s tier. Might have been the best movie of that year. The um, the tragic incident of Paul Walker doing this movie was horrendous. You know, learning that he died halfway through filming crushed my like fourteen year old heart, or thirteen or however old I was. And oh man, oh, I remember I remember I remember like hearing that because I just got into the Fast and Furious movies. I made my dad go to the local movie store and rent them all. So I could, so I could watch him before Seven came out, and then I heard about this, and it just crushed me, you know. And then I was, and I heard that he died halfway through filming, so I thought they were just gonna, you know, cancel the movie because I didn't know how things worked back then. And then I heard that they were doing it via CGI, and then I watched it and I'm thinking, man, I can't even tell, like what parts Paul Walker didn't film. They did an amazing job to do justice to him. Um, the ending is beautiful. You know, it can make it it's honestly like tear jerker ending right there. Um, you know, Jason Statham does an amazing job as a villain. Uh great action, fun, crazy car stunts. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. It Furious Seven was such a good movie. And then what came right after that is Fate of the Furious, and I am immediately dropping it to D tier. What was this movie, man? Dom... Vin Diesel's character Dom just goes rogue? What? Come on. How? How? Why? What? It, it didn't make sense. And it turns out he had a kid from the timelines don't match up. Because a girl he had a kid with is not Letty. And it's someone who he was with um, during like Fast Five. And like, you know, for us that's like five, six years ago between these movies. And... The baby is, like, it's a baby. It's still, it's still like, less than a year old. And I'm looking at this, like, what? what? She's only been, she only, like, has, like, knew she's pregnant for, like, the last, like, maybe maybe a year at most. And, like, this kid doesn't, like, this doesn't make sense. She's only had this kid, like, a year, but then it's Dawn's baby. We haven't seen her in, like, five years or three years, I should say. And she wasn't pregnant. She wasn't even pregnant in. Hold up. In Fury. Okay, so in Fury 7, there's a scene where the lady who um, has Dom's kid um, is literally like, had, is, like blown out of a building and it like, comes down and like the rock like, saves her, but they come crashing on this car. They're both rock seriously hurt. And she was, you know, pretty badly injured. She wasn't pregnant then or else the would have caused some damage. Like, what happened? How happened? Like I said, I'm I'm so suited, so like I excuse how bad this is going, but you know, we're in it for the ride, man. It's this movie had a weird premise. It was hard for me to get behind. Seeing a Lamborghini driving in the on top of ice was ridiculous. Yeah, it's a D tier movie. But it's not as bad as that dumpster fire that they dropped next, the spin-off Hobbs and Shaw. This was literally just Jason Statham and The Rock memeing at each other. They're doing all the different cliches that they do, um, with their with you know their different lifestyles, but both being known as the badass. It was so random and weird. The rock just said, Oh yeah, I for you know what? I'm playing Luke Hobbs? No, nah, I'm just playing me. This dude just showed up on set and was like, Yeah guys, um so my character it's just I don't have a character. I'm just doing whatever in this movie. You anyway, know, and that's that's what happened. And then you had I'm going to butcher his name. Idris Elba playing Black Superman? Like, this dude was a, like, advanced, like, cybernetic human being. It's weird. It didn't make sense in this franchise. At least it was, like, they, like, noting that it's a spinoff, and at least it's not, like, the main crew that had to do, deal with this. That's why I'm not, like, hating on it too bad. But it was still a bad movie. Really bad, corny action movie that didn't make much sense. So I'm putting it at F tier. And it's not on this list, but Fast Nine, I'm gonna put I would put up an A tier. Fast Nine was awesome. John Cena was a really good villain in this. Um, you know, everyone stepped up. They gave justice for Han. They gave justice for Mia. Um, two characters who were very missed who were, you know, missed very badly from this franchise. And they finally brought him back. Um, in ways that made sense, some ways didn't, but like at this point we've learned with this franchise to turn your brain off and enjoy it and you know once you start doing that it it starts working out a little bit better and yeah that's pretty much it that is my fast and furious tier list um at let me just repeat it f tier Hobbs and shaw d tier the fate of the furious c tier too fast too furious and fast and furious 4 b tier we got tokyo drift a tier we got the original as well as 6, and then on S tier, we have 5 and 7. Oh, and also A tier, uh, Fast 9. Forgot about that one. Alright, next one is Call of Duty games. I'm not the biggest Call of Duty fan. I'm probably going to offend some people. Um, there's a couple of these I haven't touched. Um, let me just go ahead and knock an obvious one out of the way. Modern Warfare 2, um, top tier. Okay, the way this tier list works on this one is a little different. So we have S, 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 A, B, C. Oh, hold up! No, I'm just going to fix this. We're going to have S tier. We're going to have an A tier. We're going to have a B tier. We're going to have a C tier. We're going to have a D tier. And we're going to have a trash tier. But yeah, classic game, Modern Warfare 2, S tier. No doubt. Call of Duty Ghost. Ah. I didn't like this one. I didn't hate it. Um, I don't have too much experience with it, though. I'm just going to drop it at C. Modern Warfare 3. Honestly, I know nothing about this game. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm just going to... So I don't offend anyone, I'm not going to put it somewhere. The OG Black Ops game? Is that what that is? Is that Black Ops 2? No, that's the OG Black Ops game. I didn't play this, man. I'm going to be honest. Black Ops 2, though? S tier. No doubt about it. I'll play that all day. Let's see. They don't even have my favorite Call of Duty on this. That's Oh no, yes they do. World at War S tier. I love that game. Best best World War 2 shooter out there. Hands down. Then you have Call of Duty World War 2. Which is not the original. I love the storyline in this. I'm going to put it at B tier. I'm not that much of a multiplayer COD guy anyway. I usually play COD to the story. That's why I don't play Call of Duty anymore. And... Yeah, B tier. Makes sense to me. Because uh, I like this story a lot. I didn't, the multiplayer was a train wreck, I heard, but I didn't have too much experience with that. Infinite Warfare. I've never played this game, but I've heard that it is complete dog crap. So it's going in trash tier. Black Ops 4. Dog crap. You hear me? Dog crap. Wait a minute, did I mess up something? Okay, so apparently the Black... It was hard to read the cover. The Black Ops that I put in an uh, S tier was 3. So I'm going to take that a notch down and put it at an A. And then, of course, put Black Ops 2 in S. Black Ops 3 is an A tier. I think it's a really fun game. Um, I still come back to it every now and then, actually. And that's the only Call of Duty I do that to. So I feel like A tier is pretty... Pretty... um. Pretty valid at that spot. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, that goes in Trash tier along with Infinite Warfare. And then Modern Warfare, aka okay. Call of Duty 4. I never played it. So this was a horrible idea to do a Call of Duty tier when I don't play Call of Duty. Um, but it was one of the recommended and I thought it sounded fun. Then we have some of the new ones on here, like Cold War. That makes sense. Why would you want Cold War on here? Or Vanguard? That makes sense. Why would you want Vanguard on here? <laughs> oh, man. I'm a Call of Duty hater. I'm going to be honest. I'll hate on it a lot. Um, but yeah, in our next segment, we are going to do an NFL teams one and an NMCU films one. So we're going to have fun with that next segment. Did I just split this episode up into segments just so I could not only... Hear that sound effect one more time, but just so I could also um, take a smoke break, perhaps. But yeah, we're back again, still zooting. I'm saying that because it's keyword. All right, next we got NFL. Um, we're just gonna go S through D tier on the NFL one. Um, school in order that it's here. These are logos. We're solely basing this on their logos. I could be a little biased on some of these, but hey. I'm an NFL fan. Cardinals. I love the Cardinals logo. That's an A tier, man. If you haven't seen the Cardinals logo, I think it looks so nice. It's so clean. And it's a good way to, like... It, it, it just looks good. Like, the red could be a little brighter. If the red was a little brighter, I think I'd put it at S tier. But we're gonna go with A. The Falcons logo. I've always been a fan of this, but I like their old school logo better. This one just looks like a more modern version of it. Um... I'm going to put it at B tier. Uh, it's not my favorite, but it's not my least favorite, you know? What's more Ravens logo? I don't like it. I'm put it at C. It's not terrible. It doesn't belong with some of these others. It's just something that I don't like. It reminds me, like, too much of just a generic bird logo. Which, I mean, I guess all of these are kind of generic bird logos. But, like, some of them just do it better. Like, I can't tell if it's trying to be minimalist or be very... Just out there, because <sighs> like the Cardinals logo is pretty minimal, like in terms of like detailed designs, and I don't like that it works. Falcons logo does a little bit more with that, but the Ravens logo they just do it too much, like with the B on the Raven, just relax. Like that's why that's why it's a tier. Buffalo Bills logo is valid. If I don't say any, if I say anything else, the Bills mafia will come for me. So we're gonna move on to the Panthers. Panthers logo. Yikes. Um, I don't know where to put this. I don't know how I feel about this. The way it's cut off looks kinda weird. It looks like it's kind of patched or something else. We're gonna put the same tier as the as uh, the ravens at C. Bears logo's trash. It's literally just the letter C. I don't care. Bengals logo. You see, <laughs> I mean it is just the letter B, but like the scratches kind of make it better. I wish they would try to do a logo with the tiger. So we're gonna put it at C tier. Um, remember, there's no F tier. G is the bottom of the barrel. And speaking of bottom of the barrel, we have Cleveland with the logo so genius. It's a helmet. Are you kidding me? A helmet as your logo? Screw off. You guys are the browns and your logo is orange. Mm, terrible franchise. One star. Speaking of one star, the Dallas Cowboys logo. One out of five stars. So it's get put. it gets put on the worst tier. That is three straight D's. That's, that's hilarious. Denver Broncos. Some of these logos just look like ripoffs of others now that I'm looking at them all together. I like the Broncos logo though. I'm going to put it at B tier. I like the mane coming off the back. Looks cool and orange. And the horse itself just looks pretty cool. And I'm going to put it there. I'm going to put it at. I'm put it at uh, where did I put it? I put it at B tier. Lions logo. There's some sick possibilities with a, with a lion as your logo, and Detroit took none of them. It is so bland. And then the Packers logo. I hate the Packers logo so much. I don't, like, Oh, the G just looks gross. And like, green and yellow? Can you not think of a better colorway? Houston Texans, red and blue with the one star. It looks like the Texas flag. It's creative. Um... It's, you know, Prideful to State. It goes with their name. That's a good logo. I'm going to put it at A tier. You know, there's nothing to hate on it. Indianapolis Colts. You know, it's, just, it's just a horseshoe. It kind of looks cool, though. Like it's different, it's unique, it really stands out. But I don't like it. But since it stands out a little bit, I'm going to put it at C tier. Uh, Jaguars. Hmm. Where do I put this? I'm gonna put it at B2. It's got some cool detail. The green tongue is kind of weirding me out now that I'm looking at it. I feel like if it was red, it'd look weird to me. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's an arrowhead with the letters KC in it. Um, I'm gonna put it at B2 just for the sole fact that they have a, um, Native American-inspired teen name, and they found a way to be completely unoffensive. You know, not offensive, I should say. Unoffensive? What? <laughs> uh, the charges. The LA charges. The charges. Charges. Is someone at my door? No. I'm tripping. i getting paranoid. I'm going to put this as a Like, it looks like a spiky boomerang. It's trash. LA Rams logo gets way too much hate. This thing is fire. I'll put that at A tier. We still don't have anything in S tier. Um, uh, do we have anything? You know what? I talked, so, I bragged about the Cardinals logo so much. It gets us going to S tier, bro. Um, the reason I'll put the Chiefs higher than B is solely for the fact that the logo is kind of boring. But the Raiders are at A you know, it looks like the helmet design um, with, the, you know, the horn coming off the A. It's clean. It's smooth. It reminds me of LA. It, it's a nice logo. It's very modern, and it's, you know, in a good way. I like it. The Raiders logo. We found an SQ logo. It's a great logo. You know, the I, there's, like, nothing wrong with this logo. It's just the fan base and the overall team in general. But, hey, the, the Whoever made the logo, good on them. Um, yeah. <laughs> As for much other stuff, so this Miami Dolphins. I think it's kind of cool. Nothing about it, like, excites me, but it's kind of cool. I'm going to put it at the B tier. We're at the Minnesota Vikings next. I don't like this logo. I'm putting it at C tier. Uh, yeah. Yeah. C tier. This, <sighs> the Viking just looks weird to me. I don't like it. Was like a goofy cartoon character, not intimidating. New England Patriots is a classic logo. It's smooth, it's nice, it's recognizable. Anyone knows whose logo this is. That's an nice best tier. Speaking of S tier, we with the New Orleans Saints, man. This logo is so clean and pristine. I love this logo, man. It's pretty generic, you could say. Sure. But, the impact it has is just 10 out of 10, man. It looks so clean. New York Giants, they just they, they just had letters NY and they're like, oh, this is too plain. And then they just made the the line and the Y just go straight as an underline. Trash. Trash logo. New York Jets. Oh, let's just take a football and then put our name in the football. Looks like a middle school logo. That's another D tier. Eagles, I want to put them in S tier so bad. Uh, but am I being biased? But if I don't do it, am I being anti-biased? I really like this logo, man. I'm putting it in S tier. I'm an Eagles fan, so maybe I am biased. But sue me, okay? I like this logo, right? It is, it's one of, I think, it's it's to me, it's the best-looking bird logo. Cardinals may have them beat out by a little bit. They're not trying to be minimalist, and they're not looking minimalist. But it's clean. It's clean and it's modern and it looks great. It's it looks vicious. It's an intimidating bird. It looks better than the falcon's goofy little T-Rex arms. It looks better than the Ravens and whatever that look that that stupid bird is. It's the best looking bird logo in my opinion. That means it's test tier. Seahawks logo looks goofy to me. Seahawks sounds cool, but it's like the least intimidating animal. We'll put it at C tier. They tried with it. It doesn't look bad. I got a cool colorway. So that's why, that's what's saving it from D tier. The Steelers logo is stupid. It's after like what, like an oil company, I believe, is what it's a bit like based off of. I don't care. I'll tell you what I'm basing that off of. D tier. San Francisco 49ers. Hey, let's just make a circle and then put S and F in it. D. The Bucks is an awesome logo. It is going in the S tier. Got the flag hanging off of the sword with the pirate logo on it with a football. Awesome logo, man. And the pirate ship at the stadium, just as awesome. Tennessee Titans. I don't understand this logo. <laughs> I never have. Like, what Titans about a circle? That's, it looks like a meteor. That's what it looks like. What, did you kill the dinosaurs? Is that why there's no no more San Francisco Raptors, huh? Shut up. And then to end it all off, we got the Commander's logo, which is going in D tier. Do I need to say anything? No. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. I'm going to go back and listen, because that's 32 different things that I put in the tier list, and I'm not repeating any of them. All right. Our final tier list, though. We've got the MCU. These movies are all the way up to No Way Home. So anything after is not gonna be included. I'm just gonna go in the order that I have them instead of picking out one by one. According to Galaxy Volume 2. Mm, by the way, this is S through D tier. No, we're gonna we're, we're gonna add it to we're gonna add an F tier. We're gonna add an F tier. Nope, stop. How do I add a tier? I don't know how to add a tier. We're not gonna add a tier, I guess. Um, oh wait, add a little below. Ha ha, ha ha. We're gonna add a tier. This is gonna be whack tier. So we're gonna rename all these tiers. So top tier, gonna be goaded. Our A tier is going to be great, Okay, our B tier is going to be good. good, our C tier is going to be mid, our B tier is going to be meh, and our, our um, F tier is black. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, that's a good movie. Not much I was going to say. It's a good movie. It's not as good as the original, but it's a good movie. Spider-Man Homecoming is a good movie. Um <laughs> in a second in the row right there. And um it's not my favorite Spider-Man film. It's not even my top three Spider favorite Spider-Man film. Um, I can't put it any higher than good, man. Ant-Man and the Wasp is going in the same category. It's not as good as its original. It's underrated for sure. People hate on it. It's always like on the bottom of people's like favorite MCU movies, but it's it's really good. You gotta, may not be like the most like good like the best villain you've ever seen, but like, you know, the villain's got a redemption arc that'll be paid off in a Thunderbolts sequel that's coming up. Not not a sequel, but a Thunderbolts movie. Um, it set stuff up for the future to explain to why Ant Man wasn't part of Infinity War. It's a good movie, that makes sense. That's I mean you can't hate on it. And the first, next we got the first Ant Man. It's a great movie. This movie is so underrated as well. Yellow Jacket might be a predictable villain, but he's intimidating when he needs to be, and I like him. Um, the, the fight scene in uh in Cassie's bedroom, um, like fighting on the like toy like on the toy train tracks and everything was really cool. Um, the, the way the shrinking worked and the way we were introduced to it was awesome. Um, it was just, it was just a great movie. Uh, I had an awesome, like you know, like father-daughter relationship. Some good fight scenes, um, some good character arcs. You know, it's just, it was, a, it was a great movie. Age of Ultron is good. Is it great? Is it good? Is it great? Is it good? Ooh, I like Age of Ultron. I like it better than the original Avengers. I'm gonna say that. Which means I'm gonna put it at great. I'm not going to lie. I like this movie. I like this movie a lot. The Ultron is intimidating, cool, and a unique villain. He's more than your typical end-of-the-world robots taking over a leader robot. He's different. He's awesome. I like him. We're going to put him in great. This was a good movie. We got Scarlet Witch. We got Vision. Um, We were introduced a couple more Infinity Stones. Um, this started the arc of Ragnarok. Uh, it was, it was great. It was a great movie. Infinity War, however, is goaded. Infinity War is a 10 out of 10 perfection. Thanos was awesome. All the heroes, um, you know, all in one movie was, was incredible to see. Um, it built up so much hype for Endgame, which I think is why Endgame isn't as good. I'm, well. While I'm talking about, it, I'm gonna go ahead and put it in goaded as well, but I don't think it's as good. Um, you know, both are great movies. You know, they kind of go together, so that's why I'm putting them both in goaded at the same time. But at this, but also, I really feel like Infinity War is better. I feel like it does a lot of things better. Um, of course, I only one thing I don't like about Infinity War is Hulk's storylines kind of trash. Other than that, like there's nothing to complain about here. So you got to see Spider-Man in an Avengers movie. Come on now, Black Panther is a good movie. Michael B. Jordan carried. It's true. I was. I'm gonna be honest. My first watch, I was rooting for him. I'm not gonna lie. I was rooting for him. I was wanting my man to win. Like. Like he was an impressive villain, but who had, you know, real reasons to be a villain. And they showcased that really well. And there's some great fight scenes, some cool culture shown and a ten out of ten soundtrack. Kendra Kumar, come on. But this isn't, you know, writing the soundtracks, this is writing the movies. And the movie itself was good, but I can't get anything better. They wasted claw. They um You know, sometimes it felt kind of like a drag. Like when they pretended to kill um, T'Challa, I'm like, come on. Do you really expect us to believe that? No one believed it for a second. So it kind of felt like it kind of dragged the movie on. Next we have Civil War. That movie is goaded. It might be my favorite MCU movie. It's up there. Man, this movie was good. We got to see Spider-Man for the first time. Black Panther for the first time. We got to see more Scarlet Witch. We got to see Hawkeye back. We got to see Ant Man um, interact with other superheroes for the first time. Uh, some cool fight scenes, especially one at the airport. And then, of course, the finale with Iron Man taking on Captain America. This was an amazing movie, man. Zemo is such an underrated villain. Batman is a definition of pen, is mightier than the sword, y'all. Yeah. He was crazy. Crazy awesome, man. This movie was goaded, for sure. OG Captain America movie is good. It's good. I can't say anything more than that. It was a good coming-of-age story. Or, you know, coming into his powers, I should say. Not coming-of-age. But, you know, it it was good. He didn't really, you know, evolve much as a character, I would say. Um, you know, it kind of did everything like the generic superhero would do. Um, Red Skull, to me, was not that interesting of a character. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm having trouble remembering things about this movie, and that's why it's not any better than a good movie. Winter Soldier, though, was great. And I almost want to put this at goaded, but I'm not going to. Winter Soldier was awesome with a uh, team-up with Black Widow being introduced with Falcon, this this movie felt really different from the rest of the MCU as well for at, at some parts, because it felt like you know just like a, it felt like a you know an action spy movie more than a superhero movie, and I liked it. It was a different tone shift. We're seeing a lot more tone shifts now in the MCU. Back then, that was super rare. So seeing it was pretty crazy, and I'm glad they did it. Um, it worked really well. This is some people's favorite MCU movie. And it's a shame that we have to go from all of these movies I just mentioned. It's Captain Marvel. This movie was meh. It's not even mid. This movie was meh. I could watch it again. I I could sit through it. Don't mean to like it. I could sit through it. I could sit there while this movie is playing and think, you know what? I can watch this. I don't know if I like it. And I'm kind of bored. I can watch it. Forgettable villain. Um, Generic story. Um, Powers weren't as interesting to find out how she got them as maybe some other stories. There's nothing, you know, no crazy, awesome superhero suits. Hers is pretty generic. You know, the way, like, it was literally the same as everyone else's. She just figured out how to change the colors on hers. So, yeah. Captain Marvel Captain Marvel is pretty dry. We got the first Doctor Strange movie, and I'm going to put it at mid. It was cool. It was fun. But how are you going to introduce the first, you know, pers- you know the first movie where magic is involved in the MCU? Everything else has been explained by science or aliens. This is magic. This has no explanation. You have some of the craziest visuals and all of that, but every fight scene is hand-to-hand combat. Multiverse of Madness did a better job at straying from this, but in this movie, why was there so much hand-to-hand combat? Duke could barely use his hands and was in more fistfights than Daredevil. And then Dormammu was pretty uninteresting. We only saw for a scene... And I, to be honest, my first watch through, I thought the the main, you know, sorcerer that was giving Dr. Strange problems, I thought that dude was Dormammu for a little bit. I'm going to be honest. It was hard for me to keep up. It's hard for me to keep up. I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't hate it. I don't mind it. But it's mid. Multiverse of Madness, it's not on this list. But if it was, I'd put it at good. But Dr. Strange gets put it mid. The original Guardians of the Galaxy movie though. Man. You know that movie? It's goaded. Chris Pratt, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, Karen, is it Gillian? gillen I don't know how to pronounce her name, I'm sorry. Um, and uh Batista all come together to form this superhero group. They're all funny, and when they need to be, they're all you know. Incredibly awesome when they need to be. It was their first, like, space adventure. Thor really didn't count. Didn't show us too much of space. Just, like, boring planets. But this was fun. And some of the best humor. Some of the best action. Um, some of the coolest, like, um, team-ups we've seen. Mm. This is a great movie, man. It's goaded. This is one of the top solo movies of the MCU. And I'm going to be honest. If Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is... Either good or more th- better than good. It's getting t- it's getting the ten out of ten. It's it's gonna be the best trilogy in the MCU. Iron Man has has you know some ups and downs. Thor has some downs and then one up. Um, you know uh, Captain America has you know a little bit of balance there, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, and of course Captain America has helped because Civil War is basically an Avengers movie. But yeah, basically, this was a, uh, for the most part, you know, the best like, um, the best continuation of a superhero because everyone else has ups and downs. But Guardians of Galaxy so far, does not, and the O.G. movie gets the goaded tier. Iron Man One, also gets the goaded tier. Iron Man One is amazing. The fact that that movie was possible in 2008 is insane. The fact that Robert Downey Jr. was still considered kind of risky to um, play in your movie, and that it turned out this great, is goaded. This movie is goaded. Everything about it, from the villain, the hero, the arc, the story, the action, perfect. Goaded movie. Iron Man 2 kind of forgot what made things good and kind of went mid I don't hate the villain as much as some people do. Um, I don't hate uh like the story as much as some people do. War Machine was cool. They awesome there's some awesome fight scenes. But I don't know, it just felt like something was holding it back. Like there was a lot of scenes that just felt unnecessary. Um, the introduction of Black Widow is nice. But other than that, man, this movie felt unnecessary in some ways. Iron Man 3, though, was pretty dang good. It gets a lot of hate as well for the Mandarin thing. I didn't mind that. Not everything has to be exactly like the comics. And this was the first time that they really, really strayed from it. I don't mind it. Who cares? It gives you better movies. It gives you better opportunities. It gives you things you haven't seen before. Take it while it's there. Please. And then, um... Yeah, that's Iron Man movies. You know, pretty solid uh, trilogy there. First Avengers movie. Do I want to put it at Goated? It's either Goated or great. I feel like the legacy it has is you know this movie, you know the fact that it was even possible makes it Goated. That's an insane build up, and it was the first, and it was such a crazy build up to see four different superheroes. You know after each having their own solo movie, coming together and making this epic team-up movie. That was so crazy to us then. And now people are getting mad because one superhero wasn't included in Infinity War out of, like, 50. That is, that is where we've come from, where four people in a team-up movie sounded insane and awesome. Now we're seeing it in every movie where four different heroes are in the same movie. That's insane, man. I'm still perplexed, at, like how far we've came, and the fact that this is where it all started. It's gotta be goaded. The Hulk movie. I really like this movie. I'm gonna put it at good. People are gonna put it at meh, or maybe even whack, which we haven't used yet. But the Hulk movie is good. Ed Norton. I don't. I don't know the whole story of why he wasn't. Um, casted as um, the Hulk in the MCU, or, or I should say recasted. I don't really know why he was, but I don't know why. So I'm not gonna say anything on that. He played a good Hulk. He did what he needed to do. He was good. The Hulk looked good in that movie. That was the best looking Hulk yet, and I will die on that hill. But like, yeah, this was a this was a good movie. It gets too much hate. Um, go rewatch it, man. You you won't regret it. Promise you. Now, if you rewatch this one, you might regret it. The original Thor movie's meh. I didn't understand this movie, man. It was—I mean, I understood it. It wasn't bad. It's same as Captain Marvel. I could rewatch it, but it doesn't mean I'm gonna enjoy it. It's okay. It's fine. It—it's a movie. It's a letdown, but it exists, and it's fine. We're okay. Um, next, we have Thor Ragnarok. That's going to be a great movie. What a way to save the franchise. Because next on this list is Thor Dark World, and that is going to be our first movie to go into whack tier. Okay? Um. Come on now. Thor The Dark World was whack. The first Thor movie was meh. And then Ragnarok came out and saved this franchise. We've got a fourth Thor movie now. No other superhero has gotten four movies because they've never been able to carry a franchise that long. Or because they tell their story in three good movies. Thor couldn't do that. He had two terrible movies. And then the third one. Man, when that came out and let us know all about. That was an amazing movie. It was so fun to watch. It's one of my favorite movies to rewatch. It's beautiful colors you know, good, it's got a good world, you know, awesome visuals. You've got an awesome story. Thor looks awesome. Um, Hella is a crazy good villain. Um, you got to see Butcher from The Boys. Yeah, he was in this, believe it or not. Yeah. He played on, I forgot the dude's name, is, Scars, Scars Guard or something. The bald dude with the tattoos and the AKs. That's the same guy, believe it or not. Um. Yeah. Thor movie was great. Ragnarok, that is. Ragnarok is great. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what uh what Love and Thunder has in store. Alright, we're wrapping it up here. We have five movies left. Spider-Man Far from Home. <sighs> I'ma put this in great. I like it better than Homecoming, which is an unpopular opinion. But I like it. Mysterio is a ten out of ten villain. Those visuals, especially the one where he like leads him through like the different tunnels and like lockers, and um, shows him like t- like the zombified Tony Stark grabbing him, was insane. This movie has great visuals, great effects, um, a good Spider-Man story. I mean, trying to figure out—we've never seen a movie where he like doesn't like understand his spider sense. He's trying to learn how to hone it in right, and that's what this movie did. That's unique. That's pretty cool. It's hard to be unique with Spider-Man nowadays because you have a hundred different cartoons, three different characters now, nine or eight different movies um, closing in on nine. Um, you've got so many different reiterations, um, versions, um, possibilities to you know accidentally copy someone else. And they were able to make a unique story with Spider-Man. You can't hate on that. That's, that's great storytelling right there. And I really like this movie, and of course it's set up Spider-Man No Way Home. A goaded movie. Mysterio revealing the identity in Far From Home leads to No Way Home, where, where um, Peter Parker goes to Doctor Strange, opens up the multiverse, and we get to see Toby and Andrew. I'm a huge Spider-Man guy, um, I actually did a whole episode of ranking the Spider-Man movies before No Way Home come out, and I, um, i said this before, but No Way Home is on the top of that list, no problem, but man, this movie was amazing, I've never been more excited to go to the movie theaters, Endgame is a close second, but man, this movie held a special place in my heart, man, I was so excited, um, I remember in, like, 2019, I sent my friend a message saying, Dude, um, I think in the next Spider-Man movie, I think Tom Holland, Tobey Maguire, and Andrew Garfield are all going to be in it together. And he was telling me how ridiculous that is. That'll never happen. And there's been points that, you know, before the movie, before 2021, that was unheard of. No one would think that was even a possibility. That was a fan casting, a fan film, or, like, fan writing You know, that was completely impossible, and it was made possible. Not only did it make for an amazing movie, but it set up other possibilities of Andrew Garfield coming back as Spider-Man, which, honestly, he plays Spider-Man the best, in my opinion, and I've been wanting him to come back because I feel like they did him dirty in Spider-Man 2, amazing Spider-Man 2, and I've always been wanting him to come back. Now that he is, oh, man, I'm just so hyped for that, man. That puts a smile on my face. Um, as soon as he, I mean, let's be honest. Before this movie came out, everyone knew Toby and Andrew were going to be in it. There's so many leaks, so many rumors, so many screenshots, blah, blah, blah. But that didn't change. The fact that when he came up on that screen, Andrew, that is, that I smiled. And then Toby gave through it. I smiled even more. Oh, man. That was an awesome experience. I'm glad I got to see that. It's a shame we have to end on these three, but Black Widow is mid. I love the Red Guardian. He was great in that movie. Um, What's her name? Yelena? She was awesome. Florence Pugh is that act- actress. She did an amazing job. There's dogs barking outside. I'm not sure what. I, I think someone lit up some fireworks practicing. But, yeah. I did not like this movie that much. It did not bring that much joy to me. And you know what? The fact that it's on the same tier as Iron Man 3 and Doctor Strange is disrespectful. It's going on a meh tier with um, Dark World. Or no, with Thor and Captain Marvel. They ruined one of the most interesting villains in comic book history with Taskmaster. So many possibilities. And you ruined it. You ruined it. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Shang Chi though was great. This movie's so underrated. I keep getting my I keep telling my friends like you need to watch this movie. And they just keep thinking, oh no, it's just another blah 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 blah. No. This movie's great. That's some great visuals. The fight scenes are impeccable. And honestly, the fact that Euphoria won fight scene of the year, but this didn't is insane. The scene or the fight that's on the bus, holy crap! That is the best fight scene I have ever seen in a movie. I'm sure there's a better one. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I used to watch a lot of movies, but that was the best fight scene I've ever, I've ever seen in a movie. Okay, it was good. This is a pathet- pathetic one to end on. Pathetic, pathetic one to end on. Eternals was whack. That movie just had nothing going for it. I wasn't interested in one of those characters, bro. Like, I was like, that one, they, they can keep dying. It's not going to affect me. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I don't know these dudes. And, like, the fact that it didn't even do anything for the main portion of the MCU. The only interesting thing in this movie was the end scene when we heard Herschel Ali's Blade for the first time. Only interesting thing in this movie. Go look that up on YouTube. Don't watch the movie. <laughs> This is the one uh, Marvel movie that I'll be like, yeah, there is no need to watch that. Like, you, like the other movie in the wax here is, uh, is Thor the Dark World. And even on that one, I'll be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, go, you can watch it if you want. It's not my favorite. But, like, this one, is like, someone's like, should I watch it? like, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Just don't. It's got some cool visuals. That's about it. That's... <laughs> Someone's there. Someone's definitely firing off fireworks. I heard that one loud and clear. Probably firing it right on my head right now, because I'm recording right by the window and they can probably hear me. But that's it, man. Um that's it for these tears. Um, no, that's not it. I didn't even do our an announcement yet. That's right yeah. on my um the PSA, I should say. So. Um, as you guys know with stand-up comedy it is something I'm very passionate about something I am very forward uh, about something that I you know continue to do and will continue to do it as long as I'm able to and I um, I was at the club or no. no 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 I don't know how to word this I'm sorry I'm so big, I'm just gonna start over I wasn't at a club I wasn't here when this happened but there was a comedian who said some things on stage that offended an audience member they began to heckle him he began to talk back she began to complain about him on twitter and he began to trash talk her back alongside some other friends and uh, long story short um, the club just dis- the um it wasn't at a club actually I, don't know why I keep saying club um it was a bar that had this open mic they decided to shut it down because of this um, open micer coming in and offending one of the um, bar patrons so they shut the mic down um, because there's also been several sexist racist homophobic um, obvious um and a bunch of other comments made at this at these mics before and it's caused some people to get offended so they decided we're going to shut this down and another mic um shut down Uh, that's in the area as well this has me worried as a comedian not just because it's not it doesn't have me worried because um i think you know i might be the next person they you know get yelled at for offending My my comedy, I keep it as... I try to keep it, you know, the farthest thing from offensive as possible while still having a little bit of an edge to it. I don't attack any specific, like, groups or anything. Just, like, types of people. Like, people who do weird things. Not someone based on their identity. That is not the type of humor that I like. It's not the type of humor that I perform on stage. And some people do. And it's... Easy to avoid that type of humor before going to a stand-up comedy show. When you are um, seeing who's going to be at this show, look them up, see if their humor is offensive to you or not. If it is, don't go. If it isn't, then go. But when you go to an open mic, you don't know who's going to be there. You don't know what's going to be said, and you don't know who they're going to say it to. Because a person stepping up on an open mic night, it could be a guy who's a seasoned veteran. He's been in the comedy game for five years. He's been working mics, doing gigs. um, And he's here to practice his new material for you. And then there's Dylan, who just got out of high school and just just says the most offensive thing you've ever heard. That's what an open mic is, man. It's going to be like that. If you were worried about anything potentially being offensive to you, I would not recommend an open mic. If you feel like you um, are going to... If you feel like your humor is um, not going to line up with, let's just say, an average guy, don't go with an open mic. Because there's a lot of guys there who are going to say these things, and they're going to offend you. And it's going to happen. But... That's an open mic. It's I'm not. I just popped my knuckles very loudly. Um, I'm not defending these comics. I'm not saying like, well, well, you shouldn't have been at the open mic. No, it's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's gonna happen, and there's really no way to control it, because you know it's kind of hard to monitor, and, you know, someone's I, someone's performance at an open mic. It happens. And I apologize to the person who this happened to. Um, I'm not going to repeat any of the stuff that was said because it is immediately going to flag my podcast for some of these vulgar things. Um, But I will say, I don't stand for comedians like that. If a comedian's sense of humor is just being edgy and offensive and just trying to make people mad, that's not stand-up comedy. That is just attempting to trigger people. I want to do that, go on Twitter. But as a comedian, it worries me to see these, see stuff like this. Because this caused two different mics to close down. Two completely different mics closed down because of this. And that makes me worried because if more and more comics like this keep entering the scene, more people who just want to come in here and say things to bring other people down, whether it's audience members or other comedians. People keep doing that. There's not gonna be a comedy scene anymore. More if you know more people keep doing this, the more people they're gonna offend. More people are gonna boycott comedy shows. More people are gonna keep going to um to not wanna go watch stand up because they're worried they might they might get offended or they you know their friend got offended and they're in support of them. Then the comedy scene is gonna die. And what happens when you have no open mics? You have no comedians in the future. And that's going to really hurt a lot more than people think because there's a lot almost every comedian gets to start in an open mic. Almost every comedian has, you know, knows what it's like to go through several open mics and try to uh and try to like build a career off of that. And if you can't even do that anymore you got nowhere to go as a comedian. And, you know, we're far from that still. There's still plenty of mics to go to. Um, These are two mics that I've never even been to, and I live in this area, and I am a comedian. So it's not like, you know, we're at that danger yet. But this is what worries me, is when stuff like this happens. If it's happening in Oklahoma City, it's happening in other cities. And, um... You know what else is happening? Me throwing my mic by accidentally punching it off of, off of the table. Awesome. I'm sorry about that. But basically, I'm um, kind of wrapping things up here. So I want to end this with two different messages. First, to comedians. Number one, know your room. If your room is full of women, don't make fun of women, you idiot. If your room is full of... Of African-Americans, don't be racist, idiot. Stop trying to offend people and start trying to make people laugh. If your jokes can't um, at least reach a general audience, then work on them. Work on your sets to where you don't have to be offensive to get attention. We need to stop that kind of, I like to call it toxic. I like to call it toxic stand-up because that's what it is. Is a toxic culture inside of stand-up and it needs to stop. And every single one of us is responsible by making sure our sets stay as mature as possible and stay as polite as possible. You're gonna offend a few people no matter what, but that's fine. But stop trying to offend people because it gets you heat and that give and that gives you some sort of stimulation. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for your career, and it's not worth it for people like People who are, you know, hosting these open mics, getting their mic shut down that they worked so hard to create because you went to it and said something offensive. We can't have stuff like that anymore, guys. We're just going to need to mature as a community and kind of build off of each other. Because this toxic stand-up culture needs to stop or this scene's going to die. My second message is to the audience. When you go to a stand-up show, try to take your feelings out. It's going to keep you from um, getting offended as often. And sometimes they might say some offensive things. But the worst thing, the worst thing you can do is talk back to a comedian. These guys are witty. We're all witty. We all have some comebacks that we even thought about and stored for later that you don't even know are coming. We've got some that we've, um, and just come to mind and we immediately just obliterate you with something. So it is the most risky thing you can do to talk back to a comedian. The moment you do, you might as well have sealed your fate because he is going to flame you. He's going to obliterate you. And that's just going to make the situation worse. The best thing to do if you don't like a joke a comedian says, fake laugh. And listen, you might be thinking, no, I'm not just going to cower down and accept it. Listen, just give a fake laugh, fake smile, blah, blah, blah. Find the comedian after the show. They're pretty easy to find. Find the comedian and tell him that you didn't respect his show. Try to get him to apologize face-to-face because he's not going to... It is a huge rule in stand-up to never apologize while you're on stage. And so he's not going to apologize to you on stage. But back then, back there, he might apologize. You don't have to go on a rant. You don't have to tear. You don't have to um, um, slander or, you know, write hate speech on anyone or any place or any venue. It's more mature to do that way. And basically all around, we got to be more mature because incidents that like these happen more often, we think. And if they happen um, consistently, we're in trouble. So we need to keep an open mind, keep an open mindset. I'm trying to sound smart when I'm stoned. It's not really working, but I think you guys kind of know what I mean. Just be open, okay? Stand-up shows are unique. They're um, diverse. You're going to see a lot of different people at at stand-up comedy clubs. You're going to see a lot of styles of humor. But the best thing we can do, comics... And audience members is to just take a step back, read the room. And if you do that every single time, we're going to have a grand old time. Just like this podcast, we have a grand old time. You know, I did some tier lists. um, Had a new segment that's fun. Um, I did four different tier lists on four completely different topics. That's pretty cool. And then I gave you all this little public service announcement. That's a wrap, baby. Thank you guys for listening. Um, For stand up dates, I don't have too many on mine, or like right off the top of my mind. On Tuesday, we will be hosting at Othello's comedy class, not the comedy classic, excuse me, that's in April. Um, We're just going to be hosting Othello's open mic. Uh, Come down, it starts at 10, and it'll last maybe an hour, hour and a half. And you're going to go home. You got to watch some fun comedy. I'm hosting, so I will make sure that no bullcrap is said, okay? And if it is, I will make fun of them for you. But yeah, that was, that was this episode. Some people were asking me how the show install that I've been hyping up went. I will talk more about that show on different episodes of this podcast because we're going to have um, a good friend and comedian, Cody Troutman, on for the podcast. So that's going to be really fun. Our first um, first time we're going to have another comedian on the on the podcast. That's going to be very exciting to do. And I'm hyped to do that episode, really. But for now, that's a wrap. Sorry there was no episode in June. But at least we got one early July. We're going to fit two in this month. You know how we do. But for now, that's a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. And I appreciate everyone who listens here. Because that's... That's awesome to get this far in an episode, so thank you and goodbye.